Hello, I'm Nivra Jendra, and this is the Embodied Ayurveda Podcast. Here, you receive high-level, authentic, and comprehensive Ayurvedic and yogic insight, so that you can truly level up your wellness practices and profession. Like, leave a review, and subscribe for more. Nervous system regulation. This has been the buzz phrase, the trending concept in the last couple of years amongst health coaches, therapists, and neuroscientists. You're probably very much aware. What's incredible is that Ayurveda and yoga have been teaching you exactly how to regulate your nervous system through actual food choices, lifestyle protocols, breathing practices, sleep rhythms for almost 5,000 years now. It's insight into regulating the systemic functioning of your entire mind-body system is so vast, so ancient, so timeless, so insightful. Nervous system regulation is obviously not a new concept. It's just that modern popular science and Western psychology has just begun to pick up on these age-old understandings, which is great because now we can affirm what Ayurveda has always known. Today, we're going to get into one, understanding the nervous system through the lens of an Ayurvedic principle, specifically through the lens of Vata Dosha, the energy of space and air in the body. Two, what exactly aggravates Vata, which translates to what exactly disrupts the nervous system and why. Three, a few protocols that we can collectively follow to help regulate and soothe the energy of vata within us, hence soothing the nervous system. So just as a recap for you, the nervous system, understood in modern biology, is a network of neurons whose main job is to generate, communicate, transmit, move information between all the different parts of you. The rhythmic and easeful, healthy functioning of the nervous system is crucial for overall mood regulation, optimal circulation, proper digestion, easeful movements, cognition, sharp memory. So you can see how essentially essential it is to our overall experience of resilience and well-being. Now through the Ayurvedic lens, we are made up of three functional energetics that govern all processes across this mind-body system. We have vata, pitta, and kapha. These govern subtle and material functionings across the body, from the structure and lubrication of our skeletal system to the types of energies within our temperament to the ways in which we react to stress, all governed by these three fundamental functional energetics. Vata is the fundamental energetic of space and air. It governs all movement in this world, in our environments, and yes, in our bodies too. Which means it is central to the activities of the nervous system since the function of neurons is contingent on directional flows and transmission. So you can see the overlaps really strong here. Vata, this energy, this wind energy of movement, of flow, of transmission, of flux within this body. And we have the nervous system, which is literally impulses of neurons, movements of neurons. 
And so Vata, this movement energy, is basically governing all that the nervous system does. There are some other functions of Vata that we understand. For example, um, just blood circulation, elimination, the distribution of nutrients in the body, fluctuations of thoughts in our mind, the receptivity of sensation through our sense organs. Some qualities of vata are that it is cold, light, irregular, dry, moving, and changeable. So each dosha has its own very specific attributes, ways in which it is observed and expresses itself. So Vata's attributes are cold, light, dry, irregular, changeable. These are some of the key attributes, and this is very important. So when Vata is seated and flowing through our body with intelligence, rhythm, and equilibrium, the cycles and flows, all the movements, the cycles and flows through our body, hormonal cycles, metabolic cycles, menstrual cycles, chemical cycles, basically the ebb and flow of hormones, enzymes, chemicals, all function with more regularity and balance. When vata is pacified and stable, our mind can find more stillness because just think this is vata, this can be vata, dysregulated even more so, and when regulated, centered in its place, our mind can be more centered. Our physical, emotional reactions to stress, to stress can be more aware, more discerning. Our breath and mood can be more anchored. Our period cycles can be more consistent. Our bloods can circulate oxygen with more strength, rhythm to all parts of us. Nutrients can move through our body more optimally our creativity and imagination can be channeled with more focus there's just overall less haphazardness um, less irregularity less distraction emotions more regulated and we will not experience as many disruptions in breathing thinking moving digesting well our well-being you have to understand that we do not categorize distinctions between the physical and the subtle, the mental and the material in the same way that Western science does. We recognize that all of you is deeply intertwined. And this expression of vata and all its functions and the interdisciplinary nature of its functions gives us a look into the entirety of this gorgeous interplay. And the entirety of this interplay is reflected in the functions of our nervous system. So just keep in mind this overlap is so strong and that's the way in which Ayurveda understands the nervous system is through vata. Now, what aggravates vata? So we spoke about the qualities of vata, the main qualities, that it's cold, dry, light, irregular, moving, changeable. If you bring more of these qualities into the body, you are going to aggravate and heighten vata. And if you do it beyond a specific capacity or threshold, you will be actively aggravating, disrupting, um, heightening vata to a disbalance, a disorder. So Ayurveda understands like increases like, and that sounds intuitive, but what does that tangibly mean 
in this case. It means that in order to aggravate vata, bring it out of balance, um, disrupt it, you need to bring more of coldness, dryness, lightness, irregularity to the mind-body system. Which is pretty easy to do, right? Because our environments are constantly changing. They're so irregular. There's so much action, more now more so than ever. The fast-paced nature with which we scroll through our phones, the influx of social media, all the intense sensorial input that we receive on our screens and otherwise irregular routines, the stressful traffic that we're in, the multitasking, the noise pollution, the erratic eating, the long travel. This is a lot of vata aggravating lifestyle and choices. On top of that, dryness, dry snacks like popcorn, chips, dry crackers, cereals, granolas, puffs, this is all inherently dry and pretty normalized. And then cold. If you watched my episode on ice drinks, you know that coldness aggravates vata. And iced lattes, cold smoothie bowls, acai bowls, kombuchas, yogurts, also normalized, are going to disrupt the nervous system. They're going to aggravate vata. The dry season, moving through fall if you're in the northern hemisphere, the dryness of the air, the sometimes windier air, colder climate, this aggravates vata too. And remember, we want to keep vata happy and pacified within the body because all nervous system functions are governed by vata. That being said, it's very important to note that your sensitivity, my sensitivity to these factors that aggravate vata are completely different. So someone will be very quickly affected by the changes in seasons, by cold drinks, by fluctuations. They have a very specific, unique constitution that affects how intensely they need to care for vata within their body. Someone else might not be as fragile or sensitive to these types of um, aggravators or effectors. But in general, I would say across the board, people do need some support with nervous system regulation. And if this is you more so than someone else, then follow these protocols with more devotion. Be more mindful, be more aware. You can take these simple guidelines and integrate them into your life with more awareness. And I'm just going to now get into what are these guidelines? What are these protocols? This general rule book for vata pacification. The first is avoid all things that aggravate vata. Avoid the dry snacks. Avoid the cold beverages. Avoid the frantic scrolling. Make sure to rest your body appropriately after long travel or excessive movement. Bring routine and regularity to your days as much as is possible to you. Very important. Again, whatever is possible to you, whatever is your capacity, be mindful. Understand how these things are directly affecting vata because these are the qualities of vata. Understand how vata aggravates, how vata governs the nervous system. The aggravation of vata equals to the disruption of the nervous system. Have this insight with you now. The second protocol is, and this is for everyone, 
breathing with rhythm and expansiveness. The breath affects all things within you. It is literally channeling vata, the energy of air, through your inhale, through your exhale. The moment you begin to breathe deeply, gently, with control, intention, slowness, you begin to settle and regulate the flow of vata within your body. So there are two breathing techniques that I'm going to introduce you to today, and we're going to close it at that. The first is a very, very simple four counts in, four counts out, in and out of the belly, through your nostrils, mouth is closed, try and keep your shoulders very relaxed, your chest is relaxed too. The air is funneling, being channeled straight into your belly. The belly breath helps you to channel vata, life force through vata, into the deeper areas of your lungs as you open out and bring intention into your upper abdomen. Areas that might have been holding stagnant or stuck energy. But more importantly, the rhythm of your inhale and exhale, that one-to-one ratio, immediately begins to be mirrored by the rest of your body. You are bringing in regularity, which is the opposite quality of vata, through your conscious and intentional breath. We keep it simple so that it doesn't feel overwhelming, so that we can cultivate a go-to habit of this breath for anywhere, anytime. And as vata gets pacified through this very simple open and rhythmic breath, you will find your mind center, your body ease, your pains decrease. This is nervous system regulation. The second breath is a slightly more complicated breath, but breath, but it is my personal favorite and go-to, Nadhi Shodhana, or the alternate nostril breath. So I practice this every day for about 15 minutes. If you are just starting, please just do two to five minutes for a couple of months at least. It is specifically suited for the correct and easeful directional flow of vata. There are plenty of other benefits to this breath, but I will speak to its effectiveness specifically in the context of vata pacification. It's absolutely potent. We activate our lunar and our solar channels here, our ida and our pingala, through this breath we harmonize the energetics through this breath helping to harmonize vata flow through the channels and the best part about breath what is the best part about breath it is free it's yours definitely check out my masterclass on youtube on plant medicine and pranayam i bring you deeper into this awareness so let me guide you through nadhi shodhana just guide you through the steps of this breath. Do two rounds. You can just listen or you can practice alongside. So as usual, we want to make sure that our spinal cord is nicely tall, our chin is slightly tucked in, and our tailbone can be slightly tucked in as well. We don't want to collapse into the lower back. Jaw is light, eyes are light. We're breathing in and out through the nostril. We take our right hand, place it over our face in Vishnu Mudra. So our right thumb is over our right nostril. Our pinky and ring finger are over our left nostril. Pointer and middle rested gently at the third eye. 
this is your resting pose. To inhale, we close the right nostril and open the left. The pinky and ring are open. Inhaling, two, three, four. Close the left and exhale out through the right. Two, three, four. Inhaling through that same right nostril. Nice and full, holding and exhaling out through the left. Two, three, four. Inner gaze is towards the third eye as we deep inhale. Diaphragm pushes down into upper abdomen, left nostril. Closing the left nostril, opening the right, exhaling out completely. Inhaling through that same right nostril for four. And closing the right nostril. Exhaling out through the left. And just returning back to your normal breath. That is Nathi Shodhana. Try this every day. Just do a couple of rounds. It's so, so, so potent. Any type of irregularity, mood disturbance, you're feeling out of place in your own body. You can feel the aggravation of vata within you. Turn to these breathing techniques. Avoid the cold, the dry, the irregular. So that's that. An Ayurvedic perspective on nervous system regulation, a holistic lens and holistic protocols. I send you big blessings as you work through these integrations. I'm Niv, your most loving and favorite Ayurvedic educator and practitioner. Find me on Instagram at the rate your health compass. Watch my free masterclasses currently available on YouTube and study with me in my high level comprehensive Ayurvedic health coach certification program. Learn all that you need to know to guide your students and loved ones through these holistic Ayurvedic protocols and get guided yourself through these integrations. Level up in all ways if that's your calling co-create a deeply intimate learning container with me information is in the show notes i'm enrolling students right now for my jan 2024 batch if you resonate with me apply i want you there till next time